RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Time for another Tech Tuesday here at RCR with Stephen Sykes. And is it our anniversary, Stephen? Is it is it our anniversary today? It is our anniversary. It, today is the 25th um, episode of Tech Tuesday. So um, oh, if we got ourselves organised, we could have maybe stolen the 20th century Fox Fanfare um, tune and had that playing. Wait on. Okay, how about that for instantaneous? <laughs> right on cue. I click, you didn't hear me click the fingers, but I clicked it and there it was. Yeah, so we've done 25 Tech Tuesdays. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, and I have had fun and I've learned a lot, but it just shows you how how quickly it accumulates, you know. It does, it does. Um, but, you know, I thought uh, people like to celebrate things in multiples of 25. So, yeah, I thought... Um, Got a little something special lined up at the end of um, today's topic, but we'll what, get to what's that. that in wedding terms? Is that like a bro- bronze? You know, there's a whole lot of tiers of anniversaries, isn't there? So yeah, there's like there's a silver and gold. But uh, does anyone ever get to gold? Is that fifty years? Uh, well, that's platinum, isn't it? It's the top <laughs> one. Does anyone ever get to that? Oh goodness, I don't know. What comes after that? Undefined, um, perhaps a titanium wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I go for that because the SR seventy one Blackbird was made out of titanium. Okay, um, before we get into um, some of the uh, news around tech news around and our what's our topic today? What's our topic on this anniversary edition? Behavioral biometrics. Mm, okay. All right. So we'll get to that first of all. Feedback. Our mailbag. What do we got? So. Um... Somebody wrote in to say that um, they had a link to an article on Proton because you might remember um, I talked about that and potential WIF connections. Yep. Um, it showed how Proton was created by or with the assistance of the CIA. Oh, crikey, really? Early this year, I went to look at the article again and it had disappeared. Oh, curious. Yes, things do. Um, somebody else uh, wrote in to say, I was a telephone technician in those days. We used to monitor for phone tappers like you. Uh, 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 uh. I remember that. (laughs) But used the same trick ourselves at phone boxes. Hypocrisy never ages. No, of course. Well, why, why, (laughs) you know, if you want free calls, why not? Yeah, exactly. It was a Um, huge Achilles heel, though, in the system. Oh, yes. Um, Not everyone knew it, but um, it's, you know, things get spit around um, very quickly, uh, ways to get around stuff. Yeah, and that's never changed either. Fortunately, no. no. Uh, so, uh, a a regular um, writer, um, Anthony, says uh, today's conversation around the horseflake camera and home cameras, baby monitors, reminds me of my all time favorite McDonald's TV commercial from back in the day. I'm sure Stephen may remember this one, and he provides a link, and I watched it, and I thought, yeah, that does trigger a memory. So in in this ad, this um, this father um, comes home a bit late um, with with um, he and his wife's uh, little one, and her mm-hmm. in laws are all um, upset that he's arrived home late, and he he whispers to the baby that because that he doesn't like um, the cooking. Oh, and, okay. And, yeah. and so um, 
as he's putting the child into the into the cot, he whispers that, you know, um, Daddy had McDonald's before um, coming around, so he won't need to eat much, clever Daddy. And then they go into the into the dining area where they're all grumpy, grumpy face because um, they've overheard what he said. Because- oh, the baby monitor was on. The baby monitor was on, and he doesn't know the baby monitor was on until he hears their child make a noise, through it, and that's when he realizes he's been sprung. Oh dear, yeah, that I vaguely remember that. You remind, you've just reminded me of a very freaky thing that happened once uh, to me, and I'm sure there's a a really good explanation for it. But one of my daughters was Barbie crazy. Every Barbie you could imagine, there was like this huge uh, basket of Barbies. And then that overflowed to the point where this whole big drawer had Barbies in it. Anyway, and of course, we'd buy them. And after a while, she's sort of earning a bit of pocket. She'd, she'd buy them, you know, it would save up and buy them. Anyway, we're sitting there one day in the room, and suddenly one of them says something. <laughs> and it was like, I don't want to do that, or something like that, something weird. I can't remember the exact thing. But the thing had never spoken before. And it did have a little speaker on the back. Yeah, and it was the only time it ever said anything. Talk about freaky. I I suspect one of the other Barbie dolls was touching it in a way it didn't want to. That's why I said I don't want to do that. Ken, yeah, it could have been Ken. I don't know if we had a Ken, but it was like you know, like one of those sort of weird sort of horror movie things where out of nowhere this this voice appeared and and it, you know. And and it never said anything before, and never said anything again. I was trying to afterwards trying to get it to say something, shaking it around, never said anything. Yeah. So maybe it got triggered by electromagnetic radiation or something in the area. It, Who knows? It, yeah, actually, one of our listeners oh, oh, a long time ago, I can't remember the topic, wrote in to say that um, growing up they had a radio control car they nicknamed Christine because it tended to oh, um, twitch because it, even though when it had no batteries in it, no batteries. Yes, what they said. Oh, it's a gateway. It's a portal. Oh, all right. Okay, well, um, so um, uh, how do we get on to that? Oh, yeah, the McDonald's ad. All right. Yep. Yes. Um, plenty uh, of people will remember that one. Yes. Yep. Um, and somebody else wrote in to say that Proton had confirmed that there was no WEF membership, and that, that was a reference to to um, Twitter, and basically said that they had won an, an award from, from the WEF, although um, – Strongly tried to say that there was no affiliation, but okay. If we we assume that if we were to assume that that's true, then I still feel that my um, reservations about them still stand. Um, if you don't believe me, go to um, protonmail.me, scroll to the very very bottom, and on the same line that says um, terms and conditions, privacy and stuff, there's another link that says um, transparency reports. Go and look at those, and you'll see that year on year, the number of people they have, shall we say, given up to authorities has gone up oh, oh, oh. quite a lot. I mean, and we talked about this back in the um, topic of email and VPNs. Yeah. So, to I mean, to say that, hey, this is a safe and secure system, and people like us gravitate towards it because of what it advertises, but at the same time, if things turn to custard and you get given up, well, I don't think that's so great. More due diligence required. I think so. Yeah, I mean, okay. I've, I've actively never recommended Proton to anyone, and I don't use it myself either. I don't use it, mind you. I use Gmail. Who am I? Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. But you know, if you've got nothing to hide, you got nothing to worry about. Okay. Um, any other um, correspondence into our inbox? Uh, that's about it. So that brings us on to some news and yep. under the category of um, having all my Christmases past, present and future um, happen all at one time. Um, Signal have been experimenting and they're happening for a while using usernames instead of phone numbers because the um, biggest Achilles here with the Signal app is the use of phone numbers because you tend to have to stick it in each other's contact list and then most people are using something like um, Google or Apple to store their numbers and so you got the metadata problem um, which is how um, sometimes Proton have been known to give up people. They've given up IP addresses of certain um, activists. Um, so you can try this out for yourself if you feel like it. There's a blog post that um, that they've done, that Signal have done, where you can um, intentionally go and find the, the beta test application and you can give it a try out and just have a username instead of a of a phone number and then you can use the username in order to join people into groups in the same way that you used to do but just without a phone number makes more sense doesn't it it does it absolutely does i mean this is sort of why i prefer um session over signal because from the ground up it was built without phone numbers at all okay so um you you can pretty well uh, say i think at the stage that they will they will make that default Probably, it, yeah. It, 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 you know, when, when it's when it becomes stable and the bind out issues, then that's going to be really, really cool to have. Okay, other news. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Nikki Haley, who allegedly is running for president, um, has said that every person on social media should be verified by their name. It gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. What do you mean the Russian, Iranian, and Chinese bots? I mean, during the um, the, the election with Trump, you know, they're trying to make out that the Russian bots stole the election. No, they didn't. They spent a piddly amount of money. Their memes were stupid. Their um, their posts were stupid. Um, this is gaslighting of the, of the highest order. Nikki Haley. Yep, I think so. And uh, Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida, um, took to X to say that um, under his administration, that kind of thing will be dead on arrival. He says in his post that, um, you know who were the anonymous writers back in the day? Alexander Hamilton, John Hay, James Madison. When they wrote the Federalist Papers, they were not, quote, in quote, national security threats, nor are they... the many conservative Americans across the country who exercise the constitutional right to voice their opinions without fear of being harassed or cancelled by the school they go to or the company they work for. Yes, another authoritarian woman. Either that or she's got no clue what she's actually saying. No, that's not not true. Well, at at the same time, she did say um, on TV that um, she wanted social media um, companies to show the nature of their algorithms. Yeah, I saw that too. That's not bad, but forcing everyone to um, be real online is not clever. No, it's not at all. So you wonder what's going on there. But, you know, who pays, who donates to, this is the question you've got to ask. Who don- who donates to that woman's campaign? But yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, especially there, but probably here too. Okay, so that's Nikki Haley, but I don't think she's she's really a player. 
or a contender in that race in the end, is she? No, probably not a serious one, no. So she's been a governor, I think. Yes, um, somewhere in California, I think. I might be wrong about that. Um, maybe the other side, but anyway, oh, she, she's right. she's done that before. And, and maybe also she was a, um, um American diplomat, was she, at uh, the United Nations, or was that someone else? I, I can't remember. Anyway, up, anyway, oh, gosh. All right, so there's that. And um, good old uh, LinkedIn has yet had another um, data breach. So um, earlier this month, um, it was reported that a database containing two and a half million rows of data on LinkedIn premium users got shared for free on the popular CleanNet hacking forum. But after it got further analysis, I'm going to have trouble getting that word out, um, analysed. Um, it was worked out that the threat actor behind the leak ha- actually has revealed 35 million lines of data from LinkedIn users. So, yay, yeah, awesome. It's, it's worse than, than that. It's worse than that, Jim. But, yeah. um, so when you say lines of data, that's that sounds a bit random. So, and... Basically, all the information is in the in in database. So the the way that it got shared was actually in a, as a CSV file, comma separated values. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, each line contains things like full names, email addresses, LinkedIn profile IDs and URLs, job titles, employer names, education history, skills, okay. languages spoken, and a brief professional summary. But and and as much of a doozy as that is. Um, back in 2021, about June, data from 700 million LinkedIn users got put. Is up that how up. many users there are of of LinkedIn? Well, it was back in the back then, but um, 700 million Crikey. users. I mean, I've I've never ever created an account on LinkedIn ever, and this is one of those scenarios where my spidey sense to say, Stephen, don't do this. And then I have no idea why I have this, this thought. And then later on, something like this pops up and I go, oh, that was the reason I didn't do that. <laughs> well, I've actually got an account on LinkedIn. And that was so I could connect because I've got a charity that tries to get old airplanes. Yeah. And uh, some of the bigger players in the aviation world, who I'll probably at some point hit up for for help, um, are on LinkedIn. In fact, yeah. um, it's kind of the only way you can get to some of them. So I did – so. I could be one of those lines of of data. Very well, you could be. Well, the most recent breach was more um, for the um, premium users. Yeah, I, you had to be premium to get that, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well, yeah. it's possible. I mean, I don't know. If you want total... contacts and stuff, you've got to be premium. Right, okay. So I don't know what the total number of premium users on LinkedIn is, but there is yeah. that chance that you okay. could be one of them. And that's Microsoft ultimately, isn't it? I don't actually know who owns LinkedIn. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Okay, I think it might be. All right. It's sort of a normies, though, isn't it? Okay. Um, Any other news before we get into behavioral biometrics? No. um, So today's session of Tech Tuesday is for Fiona, who back in June, middle of June, um, asked a question, and she's got some concerns around her GEM Visa card. And there's a clause in the terms and conditions. So good on you for reading the terms and conditions. Um, the term says 
quote, we've added more clarity and transparency about the types of data we may collect, process, and share with third parties, particularly around data that is automatically transmitted from the app and your device, such as behavioral biometric data that we may share with digital identity and fraud protection providers, or information shared with third parties like Google Pay, Apple Pay, or Garmin Pay to facilitate card payments. So, um, I hope you're listening, Fiona. I'm sorry we didn't address this sooner on, but you know, it's like Pantene shampoo. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Yeah. Rachel Hunter. Yeah. So um, the definition basically of um, behavioral biometrics, it's a form of identification which analyzes patterns in human behavior, which where you become basically the password. So it can track your personal actions, such as the way that you type, the way you hold your phone, the gyroscope inside it, the orientation, which way you hold it up. Oh, this already I'm freaking out. I'm already freaking out. Yeah, well, I hope you've you've had your Valium because I'm going to get more freaky. Okay. Um, No, I haven't. Okay. Um, And even how you use the mouse um, on the computer um, can even look at things such as the time of day that you normally log into a service and use it, the usual IP address that you might come from, and you throw all this at a bunch of algorithms to create data to make a unique profile to identify um, you I mean, who you are, which, um, as freaky as this sounds, a, a much more um, subtle form of this used to happen back in the 1800s when telegraph operators were using Morse code. And you could work out uh, who happened to be working that day based on the style that they would do Morse code. So, yeah. And it would be things like... Um, the gaps between um, the dits and the dars that people would, would would go and also the speed you're doing it. So, oh, yeah, Brian's working today. I can tell <laughs> just by the way he, how fast he's going. And, yep. and then on another time, oh, it must be Jeremy because um, he's type, he's tapping a lot slower and I can actually keep up uh, with decoding. the. the okay, so this is not new. This is not new. Um, I recall in the, in the mid-'90s, um, for fun, um, somebody – analyze the uh, time it took for me to type on a keyboard. So in between keystrokes, I was going 75 milliseconds. But when I came to typing in a password, I'd slow down to 150 because I wanted to make sure that I could type it all in. Uh, yeah, that, that becomes obvious. Yep. So that's the kind of thing that behavioral biometrics would look at. So if there's a password field and if, you, if you're typing slowly whatever slowly happens to be for you then that would look normal so if someone is um trying to break into your account and they're simply cut and pasting a password that they've stolen from somewhere else well that wouldn't look normal because you'd be typing the whole lot in in the blink of an eye how that actually works out at not um throwing a red flag against the password manager, which basically does do that for you. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, um, you you mentioned the Morse example, and now typing in passwords. It's conceivable that you could actually work out what the password is if you could build a profile of finger positions over the keyboard because some keys will take milliseconds longer to get to than others. Assuming everyone's a touch typist. Okay, well, the ones that do, anyway, just just thinking. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if some people Because that's uh, like metadata. 
a form yes, of it, metadata. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if if you're a two finger um, hunt and peck style of typist, then um, it, I know maybe it translates to that kind of method of typing, but it's absolutely a good question. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. That's all right. Um, so this is different from raw biometrics, which um, includes your fingerprints, a retinal scan, um, facial scanning. Is it retinal? Retinal. So that's the oh, eye. Oh, right. Yeah, the yeah. eye. Um, facial yeah. scan, um, voice recognition, and even vein pattern recognition, which actually was invented in the night, or discovered in the 1980s. And that is to do with uh, looking at the unique pattern of how your blood vessels show through the surface of your skin. Apparently, yeah, I'm that's... looking at mine now. There's a distinctive pattern. Yep. So that's a, that's another form of biometrics. So um, biometrics, um, if you're using things like two-factor authentication, combines something that you know, which is a password, with something that you have, which is typically a fingerprint, an eyeball, a voice, that kind of thing, um, is another way of proving that you are who you are. But of course, this is not um, perfect. And the reason that there's been a big push to try and get this going um, is mostly to do around financial fraud. And it's usually the financial institutions who are the first to implement this kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, as we talked about with LinkedIn, it's, you know, it's always too easy for cyber criminals to get hold of all your personal data and then sell it, give it away, and things like that. So the idea with this is to try to counteract that. But, of course, that's not without its problems either. In 2017, Visa did a um, study whereby they interviewed, uh, I think it was a 1,000 people in the USA and asked a whole bunch of questions, and about 49% of them were concerned, of respondents, were concerned how... Um, their biometric information um, could be stored with banks and whether or not you trust the banks um, and how that can be stolen um, as well. It was actually in, in the last Batman movie with um, Christian Bale, The Dark Knight Rises, um, uh, Bruce Wayne goes broke because his fingerprints gets lifted off a safe um, in his mansion by um, um, Selena Cole, who, played, who was Catwoman, in order to make him go bankrupt. Yeah, well, these things are going to happen. And if you're Batman yeah. or Bruce Wayne, you better watch out. I was yeah. just thinking, when you said earlier, shared the information. Yeah. Shared or sell? Could be both. I mean, share is a fancy word of giving away, in my view, and, you know, passed on to um, other financial institutions that, um, you know, say you've got a loan with somebody then um, that kind of information might get shared around various financial institutions and whoever their contractors are and all this kind of stuff. And Because you could work out patterns that that could give you good intel on, on what to sell to people. Oh, yeah. Um, you wouldn't need biometrics for that because, <clears throat> actually, that said, um, I'll retract that statement a wee bit because um, on Facebook, when you're scrolling, if there's something that catches your eye um, and you pause to look at it or read uh, it or it something, records that, does it? Yeah. It, it knows that you've stopped. So, you know, your mind is scrolling, 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 and then whoop, something gets your eye. It's noticed that you've done that. Yeah. 
and go, oh, okay, this got your eye. I'll give you more. That's why I get a lot of crosswind landings videos. It probably is. Yeah, it's not that I go and look for them, but they keep coming up, and I do like watching them, so that'll be why. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm also thinking too, and it's it's not exactly the same thing, but remember when employment really embla- or recruiting really um, took on um, what do they call that uh, psycho psycho something assessment, psychometric testing. Yeah. So you know they would um, throw all these sort of like uh, curveball questions at people and sort of analyze the the psychological disposition of the person able to employ accordingly. And what that seemed to deliver was just a whole layer of manager psychopaths. Hmm. So we're going to be wary of this sort of stuff. And there'll be the potential for a whole bunch of um, um, bias to creep in as well. Yeah, and reinforcing very negative behavior emotions as expressed through your biometric behavior. Yes. Gets up and goes to the gents often. <laughs> <laughs> prostate. Okay, selling prostate stuff. Off you go. Well, actually, you've raised a very um, important point there because um, I know that there are insurance companies that um, say that, you know, you should be doing X amount of exercise and stuff like that. I happen to know somebody who is in that situation Um for insurance purposes to try and reduce their premium, they don't actually do the exercise. They pass the phone or fitness track oh, or whatever it is to yeah. someone else who is triathlete. <laughs> now, well, just when they go walk the dog, so they're not actually playing the game. Oh, so it pours on the points. Yeah, but if if um, that then gets um, the phone or um, fitness track or whatever gets passed back to the original person and then they do decide to start doing exercise then the back end could go well hang on i've been analyzing the walking patterns and the route and all this kind of stuff um all the data i've collected from the person who was using it now this other person's using it but it's still tied to the same account so what's going on here so that yeah. raises a red flag <clears throat> which could not avoid everything which yes exactly so then all of a sudden it's hard for you to get insurance because um, one of the things that can be analyzed is a thing called GAIT, G-A-I-T, which is yeah, the, the way, way you walk. walk. Yeah, the way you walk. I, I, I remember one time in the streets of Wellington, I was uptown and a friend of mine was also uptown, but I didn't know he was. And at the corner of my eye, I see him walking and I my attention goes to him, looks in his direction, because at the corner of my eye, I notice somebody walking in the way that my friend walks. And it just happened to be him. Oh, so that's an identifier that we might not be so aware of, which is there. And gosh, it didn't take you long, like a millisecond to detect it, eh? Yeah. So like, um, you know, for example, when some people walk or if you watch how people run, yeah. So some people are, you know, throwing their arms back yeah. and forth. Some people have very unusual running styles. I know I've been done a lot of running. and <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. That by itself is a biometric identifier. Yeah, the gate. Oh, fascinating. Okay, so um, this is more like yeah, if we think of it like that two two factor authentication kind of architecture there. So there's all the upfront logins, but um, but that's the other part of verifying you. Let's say. Yeah, and 
um the the upside i suppose um if you can call it one is that you can detect if um if your information gets stolen and then your account gets logged into simultaneously from multiple sites around the world, different uh, IP addresses, yep. then go, well, that ain't right. Um, I recall, I think it was 2000 and, oh boy, um, seven. I went to Japan. I told the bank ahead of time that I was doing this. And while I was there, my card got um, paused. Um, and fortunately, Japan being Japan, they are a very cash-heavy society, so I got myself out of a hole by paying cash to get a train to where I needed to go. Um, otherwise, I would have been up the creek without the paddle. So it turns out that the bank thought, oh, well, Stephen doesn't really use his credit card. Now all of a sudden he is, and he's using it in Japan for doing a bunch of transactions. This is not normal. Yeah, despite the fact that I told them I was going to be doing exactly this. So somebody messed up, um, and when I phoned them up and told them to fix it, they fixed it, and then when I got home, I made them pay for all the um, calls that I made to the bank telling them to stop it, and they said, okay, but we promise – oh, sorry, we can't promise that your car won't be um, held again. And I said, well, if you want to retain me as a customer, you'll make sure it won't happen again. It oh, didn't. I like it. I like it when people talk tough. And I, it didn't get cancelled. Yeah. Well, they don't want to lose customers in the end, do they? Okay. Um, anything else to say about um, behavioral biometrics? Well, one of the things you might want to consider avoiding, if you at all can, are things like uh, Realme, because when you sign up to that, you tend to have to hold up a, a camera um, to try and get a, a, a proper mapping of your face so that it's not just your face. Yep. Um, and then you've got to, like, think you've got to do things like raise your eyebrows or move your mouth or something like that to in order to verify that you are a person. And, of course, we know who's behind all of that stuff. Um, so up to you on what you would do with that. Um, really got- is the uh, official identification system, is it, for the government yep. system? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we hope it's built properly, but you can never tell. Um, and then you've got moving forward um, for PayWave cards and things like that, then there was the introduction of cards having biometric scanners in them. So you might still use PayWave or something like that, but you stick your thumb or whatever finger um, on the card as a, another way to verify. Oh, yeah, two-step, yeah, yeah. Yeah, two-step. So if you're thinking of giving the card to the kids to go down and buy something from the dairy, some chips and drinks for movie night or whatever, then you'd have to pull your finger off and go, here, just borrow my finger um, and then hold it on the card when you're making a purchase. Um, what do we think about um, PayWave? Are you a PayWave user? I don't use PayWave um, because it um, attracts um, uh, extra fees. Extra fees, and I've seen a plethora of signs around in retailers where they pre-warn you about this. Um, Yeah, and even even like having um, a PayWave machine. um, So just the the vendor having the machine, let alone the transaction, that's two and a half percent extra. Yeah. Per transaction, and then the transaction itself is another two and a half percent. So there's five percent on your transactions gone. That adds up real fast. If you're a massive <laughs> retailer, you can absorb that. But if you're not, if you're just someone doing warrants of fitness and things like that, then for a car, then that cuts into your um, 
earnings real fast. And, and it's incredibly lazy. So yeah. what, you can't lift your hand and swipe the card or, oh, no, I can't, I can't bring myself to do that, you know. Or even just insert the thing. If you yeah. insert it and then do the PIN number, that's that doesn't attract the fees apparently. Convenience is one thing, but when it comes to just, you know, you might as well just sit in a chair all day and just connect yourself via, I don't know, wiring and Wi-Fi and little tubes so you don't have to do anything. What's the yep. point? Anyway, yep. just saying, old curmudgeon here. All right, are we done with that before we get on to the our celebration. Just our celebration. Uh, yeah, so just one, one other little um, thing around the biometrics thing is that with um, – I remember on the TV show, uh, but not Back to the Future, um, <laughs> Beyond 2000, completely different. Um, they showed a technology whereby you could verify hand um, handwriting with signatures. So this is another form of behavioral biometrics whereby – it would measure the um, pressure that a pen would take. It would um, the speed that you would do your signature. So if somebody else had a paper copy, um, then tracing it would um, be invalid because the oh, okay wouldn't have the uh, physical would um, have the physical characteristics that yeah. the original author of the signature would have. You know, pressing down the pen at the right pressure at that at the right time and the speed and all that kind of all that stuff. Okay. I was watching a video the other day and it was all around, is Joe Biden really Joe Biden? Yeah. And they had a comparison of his signature like 20 years ago and now, and it's completely different. Yeah. I wonder how many people change their signatures. I wonder that too. That's that's why it's, um, I mean, there have been times when I've um, done a signature and it's because I'm holding a different pen that it comes out yeah. different. Yeah. But it's still... Sort of like the, it is, wouldn't it be? Yeah, but um, a computer would easily recognise that it would be different, but then you'd have to go, well, what tolerance do you accept? Yeah, yeah, how much variability? Mm. Well, when you um, when you take that into account with Biden and also see that he seems to have a rubber mask on, <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a little bit of suspicion comes into it. Anyway, just saying. Yep. All right. Okay, so... Um, yeah, 25th episode of Tech Tuesday. Um, so I thought I'd do something completely non-technical. Oh, good. All right. So um, I've I've some questions. Um, these are questions for myself and for everybody else. And that's like, well, what gets you out of bed in the morning and what gives you purpose? What gives you that sense, that um, subconscious sense to detect forms of oppression and then push back against it how did you even get your capacity for critical thinking um can you even articulate this to yourself um answers to any of those questions um me i can't i have trouble doing that but um fortunately one can enlist the assistance of of music and so we're going to do a little song here. In this case, it's going to be by Pink Floyd. Um, it's called On the Turning Away from the 1987 um, album A Moment to Lapse of Reason, which, if you're curious, also is the same album that has Learning to Fly in it. Yeah. Um, is that is that the post-Waters album, the first one they did? Yes, and I, yep. I think um, the Division Bell happened after that, right. if I remember rightly. Um, yep, yep, okay. So I, I want to actually read out some verses. I'm not going to attempt to sing it because I would butcher it majorly. Um, 
but I want to read them out because um, I find that they are quite pertinent. So you can take away from these lyrics what you like. Uh, I'll just read a sample. So the song starts off on the turning away from the pale and downtrodden and the words they say, which we won't understand. Don't accept that what's happening is just a case of others suffering or you'll find that you're joining in the turning away. Mm. It's Mm. a sin that somehow light is changing to shadow and casting its shroud over all we have known, unaware how the ranks have grown, driven on by a heart of stone. We could find that we're all alone in the dream of the proud. That finishes off the last verses, no more turning away from the weak and the weary, no more turning away from the coldness inside. Just a world that we all must share. It's not enough just to stand and stare. Is it only a dream that there'll be no more turning away? Sometimes you wonder, actually. Well, I think that helps explain to me personally why I do what I do. Yeah. Maybe it helps somebody else explain to themselves as well. Yeah, well, getting out of bed in the morning, I mean, <clears throat> even if you don't want to, at some point you're going to have to. But, yeah, to be motivated to do the things we do, it's uh, something to to ponder on. I'm going to think about that. Um, I, I guess uh, would it be fair to say that you, you somehow somewhere trying to make some sort of difference to something if you can. And and we've got to accept that maybe even if we try, we can't, but we have to try. Small steps can make big differences. Yeah. All right. That's our Tech Tuesday, number 25. <laughs> the countdown on the countdown. Um, and it's been, every episode's been great, Stephen. So I want to thank you for bringing your knowledge, your expertise, and, uh, you know, being across it. It's really helped us out. You're welcome. Stephen Sykes, Tech Tuesday for another Tuesday. We'll do it all again in a week. See you later. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.